Animation Aficionados is now on Facebook. Comment on shows, chat with community members, and talk about your favorite cartoons. Just look up Animation Aficionados on Facebook. The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007. With the Webcomic Beacon, it's Newscast, The Tropecast, and Web Fiction World. You know, you can take a break from stupid things on Tumblr to go look at something useful. I would feel cheated if one of my friends said, hey, I wanted to share this comic book, and they gave me three pages torn out of the comic book. <laughs> Depends upon whether or not the action girl is capable of penetrating the wall of stock footage that the magic girl throws up while she's prepping. Not her. only hung over but I also accidentally ate spoiled cream cheese, so I also had mild uh, food poisoning. Anti-traditional publishing much? Um, no, it's not, nothing to do with that. You'd have to be buried like hazmat, like in a salt mine. <laughs> <laughs> For three years, I've shown up once a week and tried to be serious. <laughs> and normally, we just sit around talking about boobs, but... Uh... Web comics, comic news, tropes, and web fiction, all at webcastbeacon.com. And yet another random access humor edition of Animation Aficionados. No. 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 <laughs> you know that's why you wanted about the show. You've been looking forward to this for months. No, 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 no. I'm going to talk to them about Splash Animation. The Chris Chan thing's just only going to be like a side note. Okay. No, really. He's really good at Splash Animation. That's why I wanted him. Yeah, I know. He's, he's done work for the BBC. <laughs> that he did. Okay, no Harry yet, but should be near 8 o'clock where he's at in jolly old England. Jolly old England. He does a very good American accent. Well, I guess American accents are easy <laughs> to do because an American accent is a lack of an accent. Well, it kind of depends on your perspective. I mean, nobody thinks that they have an accent. They think everyone else has an ac- has an accent. Okay, so are you re- are you recording? I think so. Yeah, it's going. Okay. It's going. Okay, and uh, let's get started. Hey, where's that chocolate cake? 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 Do you mean this chocolate cake? That's my piece. You want this cake? I want it. You want this cake? I want it. You want this cake? I want it. You want you want What that cake? You want this cake? I want it. You want this cake? I want it. You want this cake? I want it. You want you want What that cake? I was saving it because I got nausea. Welcome again to Animation Aficionado. I am your host, Ben, and we're joined by my co-host Heavy's Mr. Neil. Hello, all you eager McBeavers. And we're joined by a very special guest, Harry Partridge. Hello, people who listen to this podcast. All right, then. And as everybody would know, Harry Partridge is a famed uh, Flash animator on the internet. And he actually has done some work for Beyond the Internet. Haven't you, Harry? Yeah. Uh, there's a local pie shop. Uh, no, there's... um. I've done stuff for uh, for Playboy was probably my kind of first big gig when I was eighteen. I actually did um, something for Subway, but um, I missed the deadline, and it never kind of. I got to keep the rights to the piece of work, luckily, but um, it was never used. But yeah, Subway, Playboy, Nintendo, yeah, that's about it. But I guess you know they're kind of. A, I like both of the both. I like all three of the kind of products that they put out. <laughs> 
And, and I just had to say that it's amazing watching a guy that uses Flash the right way for once. Because what I hate is, you know, watching Cartoon Network, watching like total drama bullshit. And you see them like do this very staticky looking Flash where they use the tween tools in ways it's never meant to be used. Yeah, I mean, this is probably a, a subject we could get onto later, but um, the whole debate, the whole uh, debate of tween tween animation versus frame by frame, is something that's pretty pretty close to my heart, and something I could talk about at great length. But um, I'm sure we can get into something like that later on. Yeah, it's a, I'm actually a web designer, and I I use Flash in very limited ways. I can make like I can make a slideshow. I can make like a very simple interface. Want me to make a game or a cartoon? No, I'm not your kind <laughs> with that. Um, but no, the the actual capability of actually using Flash for real animation has always been there because, uh, as revealed in our Animation One on One episode, one of the first traditional animators to use Flash was who again? Neil John K of uh, of Spumco. Yep, indeed. Which is kind of uh, doesn't didn't uh, who somebody did the like uh, their final film. I'm going to show my ignorance now and say it was either Chuck Jones or Tex Avery, but I'm sure it wasn't one of those guys. Didn't they do their final film on Flash or with Flash? Mm, I don't know. It's uh... Well, if it was either of those, it would have had to have been Chuck Jones. Uh, Tex Avery died in, what, 1980? Yeah, yeah. I have, but um, anyway, yeah, Flash animation. Uh, it's, it's amazing that um, so many people do go the tween route, actually, because... I think, for me, getting it to begin with, uh, it was so overwhelming. I had no idea what any of the tools and buttons did. It was. It seemed far simpler um, and kind of purer in approach to draw one frame and then to draw the next frame and then to draw the next frame. Not split it into fifty layers and have movie clips and graphics and tweens and all this like bizarre abstract shit that you have no idea what it is. To actually just do one drawing after another seems like you know the more basic approach. But um, a lot of first timers seem to go right into tweening, which I think is kind of a shame. Yeah, it's it's almost like going into go animate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's not quite that bad. I mean, it's <laughs> actually making things that they drew, not some like depressed Korean guy drew somewhere in a sweatbox. <laughs> I'm a depressed Korean guy. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're not in a sweatbox. It makes a whole difference. <laughs> but, uh, but absolutely. One thing I hate is you know you go on YouTube and there's all these people doing things and go animate. And the thing that distracts me with go animate is it looks like. Someone took Seth MacFarlane's style and just copied it. Yeah, then... well, that, well that kinda, that's what I do, too. But <laughs> it's, it's just a shame that people don't get that... Um, don't, I think they don't get that space to actually create their own characters. They're kind of all... Um, they're either Frankensteined by their... Create a character, build a character um, application that's built into the software that is pretty crappy. Um, or they literally just drag and drop pre-drawn characters and you look at the roster of characters you can use they've got like bush and obama you know oh great you can make a flash cartoon from 2001 they've got you know all the relevant political figures from 10 years ago <laughs> that's kind of sad really and uh, one of my favorite uh, shorts you did was actually the one about go animate because you're absolutely right that that this really isn't a substitute for innovation it's just it's just someone doing something in five minutes. It's it, it's not really a tool as much as it's it just just like just like how let let's say that uh, let's say that MS Paint isn't the same as Photoshop. Mm-hmm. You know, MS Paint's what someone uses who doesn't have Photoshop. That's what that's what Go Animate is. 
Yeah, I feel that I kind of might, I don't, not, not, not want to retract, but people may have misconstrued what I was getting at um, originally. I'm kind of indifferent to the software. If you just want to make like moronic little cartoons to show your friends and you don't want to learn animation, you don't want to be an animator, that's fine. But I know that when I was a kid, when I was about 11 years old, I desperately wanted to do animation and I didn't know how, or I didn't know what, what I could use. I had a program called 3D Movie Maker, which was... Um, like this crappy old Windows program where it was kind of, it was a 3D version of GoAnimate really, it was just drag and drop animation and I desperately tried to find ways of like they had these basic polygon uh, like these basic kind of I don't know what you'd call them, basic 3D shapes that you could create kind of rudimentary stick men out of. And I tried to make my animations that way. I would have loved it if someone could have come along and say, hey, you know, you can make your own stuff with this software here. You don't have to go through someone's like crappy backwards, you know, filter um, to, make all, to make these things that you want to do. So that was the only thing that got to me is that there might be, especially young people out there, but not necessarily young people, anyone that really wants to do animation who feels that that's their best option. Um, which it, which would be a shame because it really isn't. But really, I do. What 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 is one of your animation heroes? You know what? Who do you really like to like watch and draw from and all that? That's uh, that's a tough one. I don't think I have one. I think that I mean I'll say it now. I really don't consider myself an animator's animator. Like I use animation, but it's a really it's a medium to achieve usually um, a way to tell a joke or a short story. Uh, the reason I got into animation was because I wanted to do live action filmmaking, and I thought it would be easier than building sets and renting cameras and finding actors. Um, and I kind of liked drawing. Um, I, I think like you, looking at my animation, it's not you know it's not Disney level animation. I clearly I'm not trying that hard or spending that much time on it. So I feel that there's people that I admire, like Milt Carl, the Disney animator, his stuff looks fantastic, but I can't say that it's really inspired me um, to... I can't say I've taken anything from it because I'm just not at that level yet. But um, I, I, like John Kay, uh, who we mentioned earlier on, like his art style I know definitely made me... Like I'm always depressed when I see that. I always realize that I could do, I could push my character designs and I could push my poses so much further. Um, as much as I know that it's kind of hip to hip to make fun of him, we mentioned him already too. Uh, Seth MacFarlane. I have to say, a lot of Family Guy stuff when I was about 17, um, 16, 17 made me want to do animation. I think partially because it was just so badly drawn, it's so simple. <laughs> I was like, I can do that. Um, and I think that's come sometimes. You know, that's kind of an important. Um, thing for, for people to see is that, you know, I can do that too. Not just like, wow, that's amazing. I wish I could do that. But, uh, wow. wow. It's so, so what do you, what do you think was uh, one of your most popular, uh, animations on, on YouTube? What, what do you think is the one that, what, that really sort of made you, uh, explode? Oh, popularity wise. No one gave a shit until Saturday Morning Watchmen. Um, I don't think they're really giving much of a shit now, but like that was the one that actually took me kind of out of complete, completely obscurity into just relative obscurity. Um, that was the one that people seemed to like, and that's probably the one that I'm still proudest of because I think that's like one of the few times that I'm making fun of something, and it's something that I know a lot about. Like if you said, "Can you do something like Saturday Morning Watchmen that was about the Roman Ninth Legion?" 
then their battle against Budokai would be like, well, I don't know anything about that, and <laughs> yeah, it would be able to be funny. But um, I know quite a lot about Watchmen, um, so that was one area that I could be satirical about. And I think it, that was kind of... It, it could look more like a cartoon from the time. Um, the, the fact you can tell it's done on Flash and the singing isn't that great in the, in the theme song kind of hurts it a little bit. But I, I'm pretty pleased with that one, and that is one that I think a lot of people would probably... I think it turned turn them onto my stuff. Really, uh, one of Neil's favorites was Nicolas Cage wanting the cake. Okay. <laughs> oh, Neil. And uh, what's his name in Burton Land? Uh, Johnny oh, Depp in Burton Land. Johnny Depp, yes. I'm, I'm kind of I'm amazed you guys have seen that. It does seem that the stuff that I do that isn't actually on my YouTube channel kind of doesn't get that much um, that many views. But, uh, yeah, I quite like that one, too. I turned it around in something wacky like five days. It was a horrible experience to work on, and I hated it when I'd made it because it was originally so much longer um, in script form, but then I had to cut all that out to actually meet the deadline. But then I, I did it, and looking back on it, like, yeah, it's okay. So uh, so what I love was you actually did a great, uh, a great parody of Filmation's uh, 80s era with, uh, what's his name again? Uh, Bostar. Bostar. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that was um, that was totally filmation inspired. As if you can't tell. You, you got you got you got it down that you could have put uh, Lou Scheimer's name on that, and we wouldn't question it. <laughs> but it didn't have Lou Scheimer's voice in it as Orko. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm amazed that, that guy wanted to voice Orko. He seems like kind of he doesn't seem all that hip. Or um, or funky. I've seen him in a few interviews, but he's the voice of Orko. That's that's always seemed weird to me. <laughs> he jumped into the voice booth a lot. I, I recognize yeah, his did. voice all over the place. Yeah, and he was always the weird voice. He does have a yeah he yeah, and the guy that played Prince Adam too. I don't know if it's the same guy who plays He Man, but like He Man is this huge beefy reverby voice and. And even though Adam doesn't really look any different to He-Man, he's just a bit paler. The guy that plays He-Man is so kind of pinched and like that. Oh, grandeur. You know, he's, I can't do it, but he doesn't sound anything like He-Man. But Adam. <laughs> yeah, cringer. I can't do any cartoon voice. And Neil's, Neil has a pretty good range, though. It's, yeah, I'm okay. He's what, better than me. Do you have any kind of party pieces you want to do, Neil? <laughs> for my sake, not for, the, not for the listeners. They might have heard him before, but... Uh, I can I can do Yogi Bear saying "Hey Boo Boo." That's okay. that's all I can do. Um, hey Boo Boo. <laughs> not very good. It's not very good. But uh, Neil Neil could. Do... I've been known to slip into Kermit for every now and then. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Steve Whitmire to die, and then I'll I'll run down there to Disney and and give him my resume. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe by then the Muppets will be owned by somebody else, and the Beautiful Day Monster could actually use a gun again. Yeah, I'll be the beautiful day monster. Right? That'd be my job. <laughs> but what would you do as a Muppet? Oh. <laughs> so, so Harry, uh, what is your number one favorite animated cartoon series ever? Uh, um, that's really hard. I think, uh, I think I'm gonna have to say South Park, just because I really, really like it's a huge influence on me, and I really, I, I've been with it pretty much um, since the start, even though I haven't watched a lot of the, the newest season. But um, I don't know. I, I really dig He-Man in a big way. Um, as, just as awful as it is, I really do like He-Man. Um, I just think it has a real kind of... 
I like I like the fact that out of something so callous and and commercial, you know, let, we've got a bunch of toys like a, a dude that looks like a skeleton and a guy that kind of looks like Conan. We have to make a story. We have to make a thirty-minute toy commercial commercial based around these ideas. I like the fact that they came out with something that kind of has a bit of heart to it, even though I think it comes from kind of a a heartless place originally. Sorry, I'm getting a little bit too deep there, but no, I I like He Man is what I'm saying. <laughs> Well, that that's a similar reason why Neil likes uh, Transformers. Yeah, right. Well, both those shows, they the, the animation company itself was given free reign to kind of invent and and experiment. Whereas today, they're kind of the toy companies are a little a uh, little more, uh, and they kind of look over their shoulder a lot more. And don't give yeah, them sure. Nearly as much range. I'm sure that the people, you know. A lot of people wanted to do a good job. It wasn't just you know people working for a paycheck. But um, yeah. I, 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 there's just something in it that I see. I like the innocence of it. I think. Okay, so let's say that Cartoon Network contacts you tomorrow and says you're allowed to make one series and of any of your pre-existing shorts. Which short would you pick to turn into a series? Uh, is this going to be something that I have to kind of? Uh, New to somewhat for ch- child, kind of child-aged children. Adult swim. <laughs> or, okay, okay. If it can be adult swim, it would totally be Starbarians without a doubt. That's probably the only. Idea. <laughs> I knew. Like, I'm not going to turn around and be like Nicolas Cage wants cake. We're going to do 22 episodes, and <laughs> <laughs> yes, that wouldn't work. But um, I, I, I was actually, I was thinking your second choice might have been Stephen the Lesbian. Which I'm animating as we speak. In fact, <laughs> not as we speak, but um, I'm trying to get that out this week, and it's kicking my ass but uh it would be starbarians awesome because that one really looking at your deviantart page you really do have a lot of stuff about them i have a bunch more actually the stuff on the deviantart page uh, i'm not is, is really kind of only a tiny fraction of it but um yeah I, I am working on kind of the first episode of a web show with them in at the moment which i'm hoping to also have out this month but um that, that might not happen <laughs> animation does take a long time to do <laughs> Although you just mentioned Nicolas Cage, I would just love to put him in like a sound booth and have him read random stuff and then animate to that. Yeah, that'd <laughs> be really. The cool. guy, the guy just has the greatest bizarre line readings of all time. Yeah. <laughs> How to get burned? How to get burned? <laughs> Not the bees. Yeah. I, My eyes. I think if it could catch on, there's um, there's a scene in. Uh, have you guys ever seen um, Kiss of a Vamp- no, Vampire's Kiss? Is that the one where he goes crazy and thinks he's a vampire? I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! (laughs) There's a scene in, like, there's a a bunch of great scenes in that. There's one where he does, like, the most kind of over the top reading of the alphabet. Um, (laughs) Imaginable A, B, C, D, E! That's kind of cool. And then there's a scene, he's basically, there's a subplot where he's going insane and is incredibly, um, like, it's to a point where it's kind of tearing down people around him he's become completely obsessed with finding a file that's been lost somewhere amongst the papers uh, where he works and he's getting his secretary to find it and she's uh, called alva and there's just he's just destroying her life by making her stay at work you know like just 18 hours a day looking for this piece of paper and there's some great bits where he just like shouts her name for like five minutes straight alva alva uh, and he does this weird accent and it's weird kind of phony quasi mid-atlantic accent that makes the whole thing kind of extra special but anyway enough of me rambling about nick cage yeah i would do anything with nick cage (laughs) anything anything (laughs) i would like to be in a cage in the nick with nick cage 
<laughs> and uh, I'm going to bring it up, Neil. I'm going to bring it up just once. Here we go. <laughs> it's your fault, Harry. <laughs> I could I could live my Saturdays without having to look at any more information up, but you're the one who introduced me to Chris Chan. I fucking knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud that I've introduced you to Chris Chan. And you know what? This this is almost prophetic. You being on the show because it was just last week he made his return. Indeed, he yes, the prodigal, <laughs> prodigal son has returned. I am. Um, I kind of. It's been a great point of bonding for me and my my girlfriend, who's a huge fan of of the Chan, and she was with me um, from. <laughs> She was with me. She she stayed with me uh, from May until uh, just literally a few days ago. She went back. She's um she's from Atlanta in America, Ooh. and uh, like it was so lovely that in the last couple of days, finally we get Chris Chan and we can watch some Chris Chan together before she goes, you know, overseas home. Um, so even though it's in this slightly new perverted kind of <laughs> his his new guys, his new form, even though he's evolved. Um, into a, a new, the more dangerous kind of Pokemon. Um, it's pretty cool to have him back. Yeah, yeah the uh, Tom Girl form. Yeah, do 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 do. That's the Pokemon evolving music. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just so weird. Like I said, I just knew nothing about him, and they're like, "Who who is this guy that's always in Harry's videos? It's like as <laughs> an Easter egg." I can't help it. I mean, I, I, it's kind of. I look like I'm trying super hard to kind of do a knowing wink to uh, to the, the kind of people on 4chan or stuff. Um, I just, I just, I really am obsessed with him. I go and I check the his um, sonitude.com, which is kind of the the wiki about Chris Chan and his weird life. <laughs> we do like, too. Yeah, I check it like if not daily, every couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old the old I actually uh, the old and I actually have. Uh, have like compared notes and stuff like that and, and it's almost like a theology discussion <laughs> I, there must be more written about like the incredible detail that people have gone into to observe him and write about him there's m- more about Chris Chan than like George Washington or someone like, there's so much See? information out about him um, out there which is just other people don't have you know Robert Pattinson or Justin Bieber like these huge heartthrobs don't have wikis with a thousand articles about you know their pet cats and the, the places that they like to go and eat and, and what kind of shirts they've worn on different days it's insane the classic <laughs> that's exactly what I was telling what I was telling Ben I was like there are moments in history that are not covered as well as this guy. <laughs> That's because he volunteers this information. He volunteers it. 99% of the material on his wiki is stuff he volunteered to the trolls. Yeah. I, I um, A friend of mine called Jeff, I kind of turn him on to Christian too. And he's always <laughs> just saying, like, you... If you wrote this and showed it to someone, they would just say, like, you're trying too hard. This is bullshit. <laughs> like... Everything he does, you know, like, make sure you don't give away your your address on the internet. And if you want to contact me, my address is blah, blah, blah. And it's like, <laughs> it's just like comic goofball behavior. That If you were to write this script, someone would just give it back to you and say, you know, this is, this is too much. Um, and just the way, like, you know, he'll... I, 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 for I, half anyway, a year, sorry. for half a year, Neil thought that it was like a cough manny and... Yeah. Until yeah. I showed him one video that convinced him otherwise. Yeah. You showed me the uh, was the, the one who was a little kid. Yeah, oh, from 1993. Yeah. I was like, no, <laughs> this is the worst video ever because it proves that he's real. Yeah, 
Uh, there's um, there's uh, uh, any of the kind of videos of him out in the real world where it's like this kind of blurry Bigfoot-esque footage of him moving around in the background always gets to me. There's one of him going to some town meeting and you think like he sat at the back of the hall. He's not speaking. He's not like at the podium. Some dude's talking at the front. You think like, OK, I can see Christian's little like balding head there at the back, but I don't think he's going to get involved in this video in any way. And then just halfway through, they, they mention that he's made some kind of they like patronize him by mentioning the fact that he's made some sign um and he just starts screaming about something that no one can hear and it's like immediately it's a christian video even though it had nothing to do with it it's, it's gone you know from from zero to 60 it's just wow what's your He's, favorite what's your favorite saga harry uh, the sagas actually i have to be have to be honest i don't really like it when other people get involved i kind of want it to be a pure christian experience <laughs> like i every any time there's like some boy pretending to be a girl or like they're making him do something that he doesn't want to do. I kind of think it like, eh, it kind of grates on me a little bit. I don't want to see him crying or in pain or anything. I just like him when he's talking about fucking Sonitude. Like that's perfect. That's all I need. He's like, I think probably my favorite, I can't say my favorite saga, but my favorite video um, is uh, he actually did a group of videos where it's a business presentation to show to potential <laughs> business partners who would like to buy or invest in the Sonic Two franchise, and it's like, it's just like something like if the little rascals had to put on a business presentation, you know, where they got these. Just it's it's so childish and naive and kind of cute. In this, and he opens with, "Hello there, business people." <laughs> Neil, what's your favorite saga, Neil? Uh, I'm I'm not sure anymore because I I like I thought the Liquid Chris saga was pretty good. Then I started listening to some of the phone calls, and those are just plain mean. <laughs> but I I do think it's funny that he's so worried about all of his copyrights on on Sonichu, which you know he could never defend, <laughs> and yet all the gold is in everything else he does. It he's he's got so many things that he could trademark and and copyright that's just him. That he could sell and make tons of money, and he's worried about the stupid hedgehog Pokemon. This is a bit like he could, he could take all his internet videos as they exist right now, put them on a DVD, and he can be a millionaire tomorrow. Yeah, I I I mean, I think he should. Okay, we're talking about what Christian would do. He would never follow our advice. It would make too much sense. But, but if he began a channel on Blip, like, uh, you know, people, uh, he, you know, like the angry video game nerd and the nostalgia critic and all these people that make Blip videos that have little pre-roll adverts that make them uh, a bit of cash that play before the video. If he did that and did just like a daily rambling and update, like, he would make so much money. <laughs> yes. He would be able to just like, you know, he'd be able to buy his a better home for himself and his parents. He'd be able to achieve this kind of dream that he has of being a responsible adult figure even though he's kind of trapped in this little boy's world but i just you know he doesn't have the get up and go to do that he just wants to you know dress as a woman and <laughs> film himself like fighting cuddly toys <sighs> yeah and then it's it's just so it's just so ridiculous and amazing and it eats up like half of my free time now the yeah. thing that always um is a little bit tragic is i think that if you know, I, I would never have believed this person could exist. But the fact that they do makes me think there are probably more people out there like that that maybe don't speak English or that don't have access to the internet and can't document their behavior. But um, well, there, were a, people... there is a guy in the United States in Washington State, I believe, that is an adult baby who gets a welfare check, and his home and is a and is a healthcare person gives him gets welfare check as well. And he said that if the government takes away his welfare check, he'll kill himself. 
Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So so they exist. Yeah. Way to bring the conversation down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying that there. You know, I went to high school and I I knew two people that were almost as bad as Chris. So so I could believe it. I could believe it. Neil took some convincing. Yeah. God bless the internet though for bringing all these people together. Yeah, and uh, I just think it's just really funny that he's he's like trying to extort his trolls from dropping docs and stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, enough about Chris. Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow, I just any of the people that are listening to this podcast and don't know what Chris Chan is, they were so fucked for the last ten minutes. Like, what are we talking about? I, I, uh, we I they're going to look it up. We mentioned him in passing once. Okay. <laughs> but wow, like I said, it's almost almost prophetic that we're doing the show with Harry now. When just one week ago, Chris Chan made his return. <laughs> wow. Wow, and uh, you 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 do a pretty good job with the uh, singing as well, Harry. It's uh, I loved your rendition of the Skyrim theme. Thank you. Uh, my neighbor didn't, but uh, <laughs> you know, after the fiftieth take of me screaming, um, but yeah, I, I I love singing, and I will do a lot more music in the future. It's something that I've always really enjoyed doing, but I do worry that. Um, I'm in a position now where if I do any anything slightly serious musically and put it on my YouTube channel, people just will be so turned off by it. Um, if it doesn't have Chris Chan or a video game in it, <laughs> thanks. Well, yeah, I, I saw you. I saw you sneak in his license plate in that uh, Skyrim video, though. Oh yeah, yeah. I had. I was fighting to not do something more in your face than that, and <laughs> it still takes up like a quarter of the screen for half of the animation. <laughs> <laughs> So you're a pretty good, pretty big video gamer too, huh? Yeah, kind of. Um, I, I think I, I love the idea of video games more than I, than I actually love them or play them. I, I struggle to get through most games because I just get bored. But <laughs> um, uh, the Elder Scrolls game is, is a series that can really hold me. But um, that's something that I really, uh, video games is not something I've been invested in for the last couple of years. Just because it takes too much time. Um, it's a huge time vampire, and I'm trying to get animations made a lot of the time. But uh, yeah, Skyrim is something I've always got time for. And I, I tend to look out for things that are big kind of leaps forward um, in technology or something. Like I was really excited for Relais Noir, and I got that and played through it in like in like a week. Yeah, and, I saw your video on that. Uh, I, I had something... Video for that video had something much longer planned originally, but I just I kind of I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Um, so I just the very end of the video is what you see on my YouTube channel. I actually know, like I a, actually know something very strange was like one week like one week's time of your Eleanor video, Ecoraptor did a similar one. Actually, I knew like he announced on Twitter like. I'm doing an uh, an Eleanor parody, like literally, as I was doing mine. I was like, "Oh, me too." And I, I kind of, I didn't want to have mine out first, um, but I, I did. I, I was a little bit worried. I was like, eh, "What if we do something super similar?" I don't actually think that that they're alike, really. But um, had I had I gone with my original idea, which is about the guy drawing in his little notebook part of it, um, that would have been very close. So that yeah, maybe that's a good thing that I, I took a different route. Yeah, it's a but you know that's just that's just the same gamer cloth though. It's I think that that's pretty safe. You know, it's not it's not like uh, it's not like uh, copyright issues like uh, the the highly copyrightable and uh, profitable Sonichu franchise. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. 
I do think that, that that's a risk, though. Like, if, you, if you're going to be one of those people that does viral videos where you're going to rely on a tie-in to a new video game or film as being something that's going to make your video kind of, you know, make turn it into a viral thing, you do run the risk of, I'm going to make something that is very similar to a lot of other people. Like, there are hundreds of Avatar sex parodies, and my one, you know, is just one of many. Yours is the best, though. Yeah, mine's the best, but (laughs) 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 um, there are are some really bad ones out there. The the straw was was win. Thank you very much. I I could believe you got away with that, especially after, after YouTube just pulled a hissy fit about the uh, Starbarians video. Uh, I know. <laughs> I, ha- I, have, um, I have a contact now that I can kind of reach through somebody else who um, I'm allowed to show bits of my video to and, and say, hey, like, is this okay? Is this cool? Can I put this online or are you going to take it down? Um, and I, I really like the fact that I can, there's now somebody sat in an office working and I can send them pictures of a dinosaur with tits <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and say, can I do this? And, you know, I hopefully someone's looking over their shoulder while, while they open up that email. <laughs> Fired. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, uh, so after Saturday, after Saturday morning Watchmen, that was sort of like that was sort of like the big jumping off point to your uh, to your internet famedom. So, so what do you think? What do you think is your second most popular video? Probably, probably Skyrim. Actually, um, I think, I think you, you actually you actually were linked directly to the official trailer. Yeah, um, and for like a day, you when someone typed in Skyrim trailer, yours was on top of theirs. Well, there we go. <laughs> there might I can't really talk about it yet, but there might be more. Skyrim related stuff in the pipeline not because it's like because <laughs> I'm not done with it yet but um it's it might be something that is 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 happening um more officially but we'll we'll see cool cool yeah so let's talk about your technique it's uh, you, you said you wanted to get you know get into uh the proper way to use flash and I really do think you are one of the few people who do it the proper way I would take issue with that but thank you um and it's something we can talk about but um like I'm, I'm not chomping at the bit. If you think it'd be helpful or informative or funny <laughs> or of some kind of value, sure, we could talk about that. Uh, certainly, I do want to talk about that. I think that's okay. So, so number one, the you know the one thing I always hate watching watching Flash on television on a major network like Cartoon Network is seeing someone do something with you know with with an excess amount of layers and tween tooling and all that. Like uh, the George of the Jungle reboot a couple of years ago was. All tween tool, all all layer tools, and it looked horrible. Yeah. Not to say that all tween stuff looks bad or all bad stuff is tweened. Like, I damn, I, I was actually thinking of this today. I was like, maybe that would be relevant for me to mention tonight. There's some new new show, or maybe it didn't get picked up, but um, I saw a pilot recently. Or a music. It was like a music video for this new show. It was about a werewolf kid, and he has like a, a Frankenstein's monster friend, and they're in a band, and it's this kind of slightly Hanna Barbera looking sort of seventies thing, but it's animated beautifully well, and it's all tweened. And it, but the reason that I think it looks so incredibly good um, is because it looks closer to frame by frame animation. There's many more drawings. Um, per movement than there is in the typical tween. You know, like, the head maybe has three or four different drawings to make a full rotation, not just, you know, two. Um, I, I'm completely getting off, off topic now, I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, uh, tween stuff. I, I, I do tend to think the frame-by-frame frame beats it. Um, 
in terms of just sort of a, a, its appealingness. Yeah, I appeal, eye candy. You know, you, it's uh, like the like the guy in the new tuxedo animation you did. That was beautiful. That was great motion, great sense of motion. Um, it's a bit there's there's not much animation in that. It's pretty pretty limited. But um, I'd actually I prefer to do limited animation where there isn't much motion. But when there is motion, things move um, and they have you know weight and they're 3D. And I'm not great at that, but I still think that um, adequate adequate um, frame by frame animation is far more appealing than decent tween stuff. I just like to see things rotate and turn uh, and and sort of squash and all that kind of stuff, which you just don't get. You don't you don't get in with tween animation. I, to me, it always looks like, and it may be because I'm an animator and I'm, I'm conscious of how they they do it, but it always looks to me like flat drawings just being agitated around on the you're just moving on the screen. I don't see a character. I see a, a group of drawings. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you if you had to pick like uh, one animator whose style you're going to like do a parody of, who would you pick? Uh, do you mean? Uh, well, uh, okay, like, why would I be doing the parody? Would this be to, to kind of, as a sort of something like a tribute to them? Or would it yeah, be something yeah, as, I a, make... as, as a tribute. Um, I'd actually, I'd, I've been thinking recently about, I'd really like to do a very, I put my as much effort as I could into creating a deleted scene from Beauty and the Beast and try and make it, try and have it fool as many people as possible, but just make it fucking horrible, uh, which is really, <laughs> really stupid. Um, and it'd have to be about Gaston because he's probably the best thing that Disney's ever made. But um, I'd like to do that. Or I, I, I've been thinking I'd kind of like to do something that looks like an old 80s anime, like uh, Fist of the North Star or Vampire Hunter D. Oh, we love the 80s style anime. I dig that stuff oh, so much. Yeah. I hate the... I, I don't like cutesy kind of girly anime, but when it, there's like ripped dudes just punching holes in the sun, you know, I, I love all that over the, over the top kind of crazy stuff. It's just something about that style that, you know, that Toei-esque style that you mm. don't see anymore. Yeah, I know. Uh, and that's the problem. I, I, I'm not against anime in, in any way, but um, I don't watch much... I don't watch any new anime because... I don't know. I don't like the slickness of the new stuff, and I don't like um, the kind of softness of it. I like stuff that looks kind of rough and, and ready and, and kind of dirty, which I think, uh, is, I think is, uh, Fist of the North Star is a great example of that. Just ev- everyone's shirts are torn, and everyone's got like giant eyebrows, and they're all kind of craggy looking, like they're carved out of rock. That, that's, so that's, like what, that's what Neil calls the character in the animation. It's really gotten away from all the things that made anime popular in the 80s and 90s. It's like, it's completely alien now. I don't understand it it's at all. Com- it's completely Japanese culture, uh, you know, self-indulgent yeah. stuff now. And Yeah, they've, they've gone away from uh, the, the globalized uh, style of animation they had before, where you could put it in any market and people would just pick it up, whereas now it's just... It's just Japanese, and nobody understands it. Yeah, yeah. I, and uh, it's no, no. You can go on, Harry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I, I watched um, my girlfriend play through Kingdom Hearts recently, and the way that my my uh, my kind of room is set up, I have my I have two monitors, and one of those monitors can become that they're right next to each other, but one can become a gaming monitor. So while I'm working on the left monitor, I'm having to watch this thing happen on on the right monitor, which is Kingdom Hearts, which is this Final Fantasy uh, Disney game, and it's like the character designs. I mean, I kind of dig the Disney characters, and they did an okay job of rendering them in 3D, but the Final Fantasy characters are just 
what? Like, I know everyone, everyone makes fun of this, but they're all covered in zips and belts, and every male character looks like a seven-year-old girl, and they're all incredibly perfect and kind of clean-looking, and they're just, they have these huge, beautiful eyes. They don't look like characters. They look like kind of porcelain statues or something. Um, and I really <laughs> lament the, like, the loss of the days where they'd have characters that look like they smelt bad, and, you know, and it just doesn't, it's all too pretty now. <laughs> but uh but it's it's happening with with stuff we're doing too and because uh, and cuz I was watching the new ThunderCats and I'm giving it a shot I'm giving it a try guys any, any of my yeah, listeners okay. going to say oh you're 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 bashing because it's not like the old one no I'm bashing it because I was watching the episode and then all of a sudden they walked into a goddamn Miyazaki film Yeah they kind of do they, because they're running away from the lizard men, then they walk into a, into this enchanted land of flower people who are at peace with the universe, and they're like, why, why did they walk into a Miyazaki film? Yeah. I haven't watched the new show yet. I've seen, like, I've watched a lot of Thundercats, actually, recently, but um, not the the old show. And it just, it did turn me off. It does seem like there's this kind of, I don't know, who, who's to blame for this? Is it is it an American, it's an American studio, kind of, is it an American studio that's outsourcing to like Korea or Japan. Yeah. It's Korean animation, I can tell. It's but uh, right. it's good Korean animation. The problem is they're doing way too of an anime anime style and they're taking away yeah. a lot of what the charm is from the old series. I mean Lionel Lion O, pardon me, is a is a brash teenager versus he versus being a child in an adult body, which was the old series. And one of the reasons they did that is, by the way, in this episode I just saw, they're really pushing a Chitara Lion O Romance, so that's why. Right, okay. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. Take a deep breath. Relax. Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, geekcastradio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the Telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on GeekCastRadio.com. One thing, this is totally unrelated, but um, I, I was thinking about this a lot lately, because I, I, I don't see many shows out there that are kind of, the, the, like the things that I grew up with, kind of the Thundercats and the real Ghostbusters, like boys, Saturday morning boys shows that also have an accompanying toy line that are really pushed at kind of, you know, boys from age five to ten. There's very, there doesn't seem like much stuff out there like that now. It really seems to be Ben Ten, and maybe like he, the new Thundercats show would be an example of it. But I really don't. I, I'm really sad that when they turn them into toys, the toys are like just really simple and smooth because they because they look like the animated characters and i i think that um there's something to be said for having to kind of base the cartoon characters on the toys rather than the the other way around because at least then we have these slightly more um i don't know these slightly more kind of edgy looking characters a little bit more detail in them and i know that graphically that might not be appealing to somebody to some people but um i like characters with a bit more just stuff on them and more hair and more you know I, I'm sorry. I'm just blabbering on. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's fine. It's perfectly fine. But you know what really killed that? Mm. It, in in the '90s, some parent groups were complaining, saying, "Well, how can we have a cartoon and then advertise the toys for the cartoon during the cartoon? That's that that's a bad business practice. You can't do that." So they stopped doing that, and that killed it. That's but, a shame. 
Uh, Maybe my mother, sort of circa 1993, would would probably take that stance. But as a kid, I loved it, you know? Like, it was amazing. And I I feel maybe kids are missing out now, even though it's expensive and it's probably totally um, exploitive of these people. Um, It's, you know, I I, I think that's a shame. Um, I do. (laughs) But that's what killed it. And uh, because in the the 90s, a bunch of women somewhere that were mothers were were kind of mad about their about their kids keep on asking, "Hey, can we get this toy that's on this cartoon that shows the toy, but as a like a suit of armor that the character was wearing?" And I don't know why. I don't know why this was a big deal because all a parent has to say is no, and if you ask again, you're not getting supper. Yeah, sure. That would be Ben at animationaficionados.com for you women out there. <laughs> Mothers, I said. You know. It's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Neil. It's I know. I just had to throw that in there. Okay, Al. So, really, Harry, you you're one of these '80s guys, just like Neil. It sounds like you know one of these one of these filmation, uh, uh, you know, real Ghostbusters, which is another one of my favorites. Yeah, I love that show. Um, Until they retold it just... to Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters. Yeah, oh. that was that was a fuck up. And then when they made the Extreme Ghostbusters, which you know we, we won't talk about. But uh, there I, were two. Do... There were only two episodes of that series. That was those were the ones where the uh, Real Ghostbusters show up again. Those the, those are the only two episodes of that series. Oh, okay. When you put one of them in a wheelchair, you know that's that's taking political correctness a bit too far. <laughs> But, you know, all three of the shows that we just mentioned are far better than the Filmation Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Which is a favorite show. Oh, my God, Neil, you referenced it. (laughs) Why did you have to reference that? I can't believe he did that. I can't believe he did that. Not you, Neil, but I can't believe he actually drew that. (laughs) My aching (laughs) axles. Oh, my God, Harry knew knows about it, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's another thing that convinced Neil that it, it wasn't real. <laughs> I love. I just love how people are listening to this who don't know what, don't know what the hell we're talking about. I love that Chris Chan's design for his his fat, stupid self, which doesn't look like him. Him, it's like a fat, stupid version of him. Uh, looks exactly like the real Chris Chan, but that's like that's not it's supposed to be him. That's supposed to be him if he was fat and stupid, which is him. Yeah, which is it's like it's so kind of poetic <laughs> that he doesn't realize <laughs> he's he's just a narcissist looking in the pool and seeing this beautiful man, but he doesn't look anything like that. Actually, that might be actually an actual mental disorder because as an as an autistic, he uh, you know autistics of certain varieties can't recognize facial features that well yeah i i've heard that too but it doesn't mean it isn't funny <laughs> that's that's true but, <laughs> but as a child he actually stared in a mirror for hours on end to recognize his own face and that's yeah. what burned in his mind that's why he thinks he wasn't fat for so long yeah <laughs> and you know it's i think some of that's his parents fault more than him but i just I, i've avoided looking in the mirror for a very long time and that's why i don't think i'm fat for so long, but um, <laughs> we're, we're both as wrong as each other on that. I think everyone's better than they think they are. That's bad news for me, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think I'm pretty fucking fat. No, I've, uh, I was I was like a whip in uh, in college, and then 
then oh yeah, what you guys would call college, what we'd call university, and then then uh, I thought, you know, hey, I'm gonna become an animator full time, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just overnight. <laughs> <laughs> so, was uh, how's the weather over there right now? Right now, we're getting uh, actually for raining the first time in three months over here. It oh, wow. is pretty muggy uh and today was kind of cool and breezy but uh it's been pretty hot pretty warm uh it's just like it's i don't know it's it's <laughs> it's weather <laughs> it's clouds and shit <laughs> there's the sun you know <laughs> so well harry uh what can we look forward to from you um okay well I'm really trying to up my productivity now. I've been treading water the last couple of years. Uh, I'm maybe uploading barely once a month. And then it, it, maybe if it is once a month, it's like a promo for something. You know, it's not like a real cartoon. But um, in March, I actually got my own place. And um, and that's kind of... And then I was... And I had, you know, the the, the woman here, like, t- taking all, up all my time. But now I'm finally alone. I can live the bachelor life and actually start spitting this stuff out. So, um, yeah, hopefully maybe two things a month. I, I've, I'd really like to turn Starbarians into an actual, not, if not monthly, maybe bi-monthly animated series. Um, uh, Steve and the Lesbian is probably going to happen, it looks like, unless I give up. Um, you know, which is, it's, 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 it's going to be great. Because the idea of a man that's attracted to women is yeah, it's a genius character right there, um, and uh, you know, like I guess I don't know yet. <laughs> I, I, maybe I'll review some bad animated films. Uh, I, I have a live action film, uh, a live action short rather that I shot in December of last year that I still need to anim- uh, animate, still need to edit, uh, which I will be releasing in the next, next couple of months, so you can see um, what what it looks like when I. Uh, try to do a live action film and then immediately regret it. Well, we've seen that before already. We've we've seen uh, what's it called? We've we've seen uh, Ace Rider. Just me and my dumb friend fucking around in a forest. That wasn't that wasn't me trying. This is something that I I kind of scripted and oh um, okay. You know, I, I put quite a bit of my own money into. Yeah. So I, and it's it's not going to be any better than Ace Rider. <laughs> I love Ace Rider. I especially love Captain Meow. Thank you. Well, yeah, Captain Meow is okay. <laughs> but. But really, it's uh, what I love is just I know I can pop in any one of your videos uh, on YouTube, and I know I'll just I'll just find something hilarious, or or I'll play Hunt for the Chris Chan Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> now, either way, either way, I have a good time watching your videos, and uh, like I said, Neil's Neil's favorite was the cake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh Neil. Well, and thank that, you guys. And that was yeah. not so much as an Easter egg as a cameo, Harry. Yeah. Because he was right there. <laughs> he was right there. I, I, I was rushing to get that thing out the door, though. I didn't didn't spend enough time drawing him. It's not a very good caricature, but... Uh, it, looks yeah, pretty, he, it looks like him. You can tell it's well, him. Well, I mean, it's just a fat guy in a stripy shirt with Sonichi next to him. <laughs> <laughs> Who else could it's it be? Classic. It's the classic. <laughs> it's the classic. I saw somebody wearing that shirt today, and no. the first thing that went through my mind was, oh, it's the classic. He's wearing the classic. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, you know, half his shirts are like that, and the other half his shirts are old rugby shirts, so you might see a lot of his shirts over in England. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where he's getting them from. Like, Salvation Army. But is there something... There's not much rugby played in America, is there? Not really, no. No, no but he he does live in Virginia. Virginia is, you know... I don't know how that fits, but it's in Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> or as he says, Virginia. 
Jin, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he likes to, Eddie. Yeah, he has he has some weird kind of not early speech patterns, but kind of like um, speech impediments that I, that I didn't know existed. Um, <laughs> like the way that he says um, kind of the X, he kind of says instead of uh, sixteen, it'll be sustain, and it's just like this. I've never had anyone do that before. It's the cyst. The cyst yeah, of May. He skips consonants. That's yeah. so weird. <laughs> he has very bizarre malapropisms. <laughs> So, uh, the one that always cracks me up is he 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 says comeuppance, and it took me a while to realize what he was what he was talking about. Yes. And I was like, oh my god, no, no, why? I need to think of that. I love all the just awkward little kind of grunts and sighs. The kind of mm, 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 mm. they just kind of punctuate like every other word. His slang is great though, like China. Yeah, China dikes. Yeah. What he what he says when he he did the whole kind of I like dikes, dikes, China. I thought is he talking about the wrestler? Like no, 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 no. China is a slang for. Oh no, I I get that now. Yeah, I've got it, but um, I didn't know originally <laughs> yeah. what it was. So I was like, what is he talking about? Yeah, I thought it was uh, the wrestler as well. <laughs> well, that would have actually been like at least a little bit understandable, but you know, yeah, because it's a woman at least. <laughs> A woman that looks like a man. <laughs> well, you know, he's a Tom girl, so he's looking for a woman that looks like a man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, how do we get back to Chris Chan? Uh, we keep the dropping references. Is, how did we ever get away? <laughs> you never get away. No. Megan got away, thankfully. Well, <laughs> she, I'm sure that she, mentally she's trapped in the same place. Just smearing shit on the walls, sat in the corner. Have you, have you ever seen the animated series? Yeah, um, actually, the guy who makes that, I, I know fairly well. Wow, <laughs> because because what the deal that I love about that is it's it's got this John K feel that you yeah can... it does yeah. That guy is amazing, actually. Um, I say I know him fairly well. I can't even remember his name now. <laughs> but he goes by Spaz Kid. Yes. And that's what I call him. But um, he, that dude is like a machine. He makes so much animation, and it's so long. And it's kind of, it's very quick, and it's got a kind of real economic look to it. Like, I know he does it quickly, but by God, he does so much of it. You know, he makes 10, 15-minute cartoons, and he seems to do them weekly. Um, and I, whenever I talk to him, he seems a little bit depressed, so maybe that's why. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what I love about it is that he's almost never on model, but he he just runs with it. He's like, okay, I'm not going to be on model for this next shot, so I'm just going to draw Chris Chan really wild, and it, he yeah. never looks the same way twice. But I, I kind of dig that. I'm very, um, I, I'm, I, I'm, I try very hard to be on model, and it does, uh, I think, sap a lot of the kind of vitality out of my animation because I don't want things to squash and stretch and really move that much. And sometimes I just trace. <laughs> you know faces and then just rotate them to make sure i don't go off model which i think um is something i actually need to get away from but Spaskid just doesn't give a shit <laughs> he just like he just draws wild wacky versions of characters that uh look nothing like they did two minutes ago but it always kind of seems to work so how did it feel learning that justin bieber actually showed your justin bieber show thing at concerts a little bit disappointing, actually, that he wasn't hurt by it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it, it, Please it, it, tell it, us, Justin. Um, yeah. <laughs> the termite king demands it, Justin. Oh, uh, my God. Cool. He said it. He said it, Neil. He said it. Yeah, yes. it was kind of... No, it was kind of cool, actually. I, it gave me a little bit more respect for him, actually, the fact that he wasn't... I feel like 
he doesn't. I don't really know what there is to get because I'm not sure what it, what, it, what the point of it was myself. But really, all I was trying to say that he was a complete non-entity with it. Like he was bland and didn't do anything and isn't anything and has no purpose. Um, so the fact that he apparently liked it, I don't really know what he could have liked about it. But um, I what like the fact that he played the theme tune on stage and people heard it. I think that's kind of cool. What I liked was there was actually this one guy who made a comment on that video who like came up with this deep analysis that you know the crow was uh yeah <laughs> and the guy without the face was how he has no identity anymore and the old man yeah. symbolizes he doesn't have his innocence anymore <laughs> yeah I, I, a lot of people have written a very similar comment to that so i i suspect maybe someone is kind of you know it's, you know kind of regurgitating it somewhat but i've read so many of those comments that are trying to read stuff into it um and it's just not you know it's just not there i'm just like bees are funny i'm gonna draw a guy with bees coming out his face but uh it was originally written with um oh man what's her name miley cyrus is that her name or like, yeah, yeah. Like, miley it was Cy- written with her yeah and it shows you how long these people last because like a year later she wasn't relevant anymore and i couldn't do you know it's the miley cyrus show so i thought oh, i'll just switch it to justin bieber so <laughs> there was no thought going into it i was just like i need a, some goofy shitty pop star <laughs> to make fun of all i wanted to do was have 13 year old girls click it and watch it and get freaked out that was it that was all that was motivating me there <laughs> yes and uh you know, I could just, I could just like geek out on nearly every one of your videos. What I loved was Michael the Terrible Boyfriend. I loved that non sequitur ending. It was just, boom, there it was. Thanks. Yeah, I, I would like to do more of those, but I do, I can't think of a joke <laughs> that would. I can't think of like I don't want to just do the same thing every time. You know, like oh, he comes in riding a giant cupcake and he explodes. Like that wouldn't, that wouldn't. The people would expect that. I did write a Christmas episode that I might make one one year. But um, I I kind of dig that. I, I, there's something uh, I, I like the kind of sitcom setup, you know, where you kind of predict what's going to happen um, and second guess people's predictions. I always like that. So, out of all the all of all the merchandise you made, what what shirt do you recommend the most for people? Don't buy a shirt. <laughs> really? <laughs> don't buy your shirt. Don't buy your. Don't buy Harry's merchandise. Uh, uh, Give money to charity. I don't need it. Um, it, I don't know. There, there. Um, I've only got a couple of them actually. I can't rate them all. I haven't seen all of them in the flesh. Um, I like the Grassman one because it's like it's kind of a nice green, and uh, I like the fact that he's not right smack bang in the middle of your chest. He's kind of down to one side. So that's probably my favorite that I'd recommend. Um, great shirt for a great character. Yeah, a deep and nuanced character. (laughs) oh boy wow it's it's just amazing the uh just just the range you have from very different types of funny i mean i mean you you have this what you what you master in my opinion is timing that's the most important part of comedy is timing especially with animation okay (laughs) I, I think that I think it's like it's not really something I've ever thought about. I feel it's kind of uh, innate, or it's it's easy to do when you have such short cartoons. I think that I might fall flat on my ass if I tried to do something that was much longer. And I think that Steve and the Lesbian has come out pretty long, and it's tough when there's like big, you know, there's big lines of dialogue to try and find out how quickly the next line of dialogue should have. How long should you leave the pause for people to laugh? Or I, I don't really know. It's um, it's not something that I've ever studied or tried 
to do well. Um, for me, it either works or it doesn't. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, Neil, you got any more questions for our guest here? Um, I was just wondering what he thought of uh, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Oh, um, no. I, I don't know anything about it at all. Uh, uh, I, I uh, used to watch. I used to watch the cartoon as a kid, the eighties one. Um, I mean, I say I used to watch it. I remember watching it. I didn't sort of. I wasn't into it or anything. But uh, I, I know that like it's got like a big fan following now. Like boys, mostly, mostly thirty-year-old men. Yeah, it's How almost that... got a. It's almost got a Chris Chan like following now. <laughs> but um. But these people enjoy it unironically, right? Like we're laughing at yeah. Christian. We're not. We're you know. We're not like I love Sonic. You. Um, but these are thirty-year-old <laughs> men that are actually into My Little Pony, and they love Pinkie Pie. Was one of the ones yeah. that I learned uh, of today. Um, I watched a, t- a toy review show, and halfway through, they were they were reviewing My Little Pony toys. I was like, oh no, I couldn't turn it off. And um, and before I had a chance to turn it off, uh, I heard the, the the name Pinkie Pie mentioned, yeah. which does sound like a pet name for a vagina. So uh, groupies <laughs> them. Like, Droopy Hooves, Rainbow Dash. I don't even watch the show. Droopy Hooves. Yeah. Is that like the retarded one? <laughs> no, it's not Droopy Hooves. It's Derpy Hooves. Oh, derpy it's hooves. it's the wall-eyed one. <laughs> derpy. <laughs> oh my god, that's worse. Um, how come how come guys are into it? We don't know. I haven't watched the full episode. Neil watched five minutes and had to turn it off before it completely consumed his soul. It's it's. It's full of memes, that's why. It's just very meme-tastic. It, it crawls into your brain and it stays there. Like, I know I've seen a, a frightening amount of the original show, and I don't remember any of it. I watched only five minutes of this, and I know the names of the characters. <laughs> it, it, it infects you. Wow. I mean, is it a, a well-written show? Is it, like, funny and enjoyable? Yeah, a lot of people say it's well-written and... From what I saw, it was uh, pretty well written. It's okay. It's uh, oh god, what's her name? Lauren Faust, Craig McCracken's wife. Yeah, well, she has a name. <laughs> I didn't want. <laughs> I didn't want to say Craig McCracken's wife. I'm sure she doesn't appreciate just being known as the wife of Craig McCracken. If that was you know the name she was christened with, at least she knew where she had to go in life to yeah. find Craig McCracken. But um, <laughs> I, honestly, like if it's I mean, it is really, really stupid for men to like something called My Little Pony. But friendship I can't, is magic. Yeah, friendship is magic too. Um, but I can't like without watching the show. I can't. I don't. I want to say I can't make fun of it, but I can. It's it's pretty lame. But uh, if it's if it's funny, then if it's well written, um, then you know whatever. It's cool. Um, the animation turned me off. I thought it was a shame that they didn't do the kind of old frame by frame stuff that they did in the eighties. But um, that's just me. Oh, we understand that on this show. We definitely understand yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's so. So I remember watching one of your old, uh, your old show reels, and you had lots of clips from things that were never on YouTube. At least I've never remembered on YouTube. Yep. That would be, that would be the case. <laughs> There's definitely stuff that is not on YouTube. Do you want me to elaborate on that? If, only if you want to. Uh, okay, um, there was a, there was a clip of something called Space Hammer, which was my very first year of university kind of film. I wanted to do a uh, an animated series called Space Hammer about this kind of it's it's kind of I kind of like the concept and I think I'll return to it later on. But I was way too ambitious in trying to do a seven minute action space epic um and i didn't finish it at all but there's just a few shots that kind of finished that's the guy in the kind of this white suit of armor flying around um there is and like the year after that i did uh 
I did a group project where we did this animation that had pirate characters in it, and there's um there's a, a black dude in like stocks. He's like he was supposed to be like a Caribbean pirate. Um, which there are clips of. Um, there's clips of a, a commercial, an online commercial that I did for a company. That it's, it's kind of a cool story because they just they didn't know what the hell they were doing. Um, <laughs> there's this company that had a mascot called D Berry, who was a little berry. And so there's a few shots of a berry with a credit card running around buying stuff. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, there's there's, a, there's a, an old man turning into a, a, like a nubile young woman, which was an animation test that I had to do at college. It wasn't something that it wasn't some sickening film that I was making. We had to show a transformation from one thing into another. And I was like, old man turning into a young woman. It just sounds fine. You, got, you might have been able to get away with an apple into a banana. I probably could have. I think that's what a lot of people did, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think actually, what the, the, I think the, the test was they wanted they wanted us to stagger the animation. So rather than just a straightforward transformation, they wanted the frames. They wanted you to animate a smooth transition, and then rather than show frame one, two, three, four, five, do one, three, two, four, six, five, seven, nine. Like they stagger them, so yeah. it kind of does this jerky movement. But um, I put it out without I put it up without the staggering because I just it's a nice effect if you want people to look like they're um. Sorry, this is so abstract to be talking about without like a visual reference, but um, it's really good if you want people to look like they're lifting a heavy door and their kind of muscles are shaking or something. Yeah, but it's kind of kind of not so great for a transformation, I don't think. Oh, I like it. I, I like I like nearly all your stuff. I can't really think of anything that really looks bad. Well, you know, Bostar looks filmation bad, but that was intentional. Yeah, that that was the point. Um, I, I'd like to do more Bostar, but I do feel a little bit of a. A little bit of like I'm I'm not trying hard when I do it because it's just so easy to do. Um, although I could do a better job of it making it look like filmation. The, the drawings are still not quite as good as the old He-Man show. There's not enough detail, but um, I I do feel like I would kind of be cheating <laughs> a little bit if I was to do more of that. Because I think like I think the, the the two shorts that are up there, or the the one that there's a well, like a one one minute twenty short. I think I did that in like a day because it's yeah. just so easy to crap out. <laughs> Yeah, I especially like you're right in the lap land. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh no, you really did capture filmation nearly perfectly. It's uh Yeah. The only thing that that would make it look more like filmation is if you would like rotoscope it and then uh make sure that none of the characters actually look at each other when they're talking. There's definitely that. Yeah, and just keep using like big stock laughs for like yeah. a tiny little like something some gag happens and there's this huge roaring great laughter. It doesn't match oh, up yeah, to the at all. Their their head just kind of leans back. Ah. Oh. Yeah, and it looks really creepy on women. Um, But uh, actually, I did try rotoscoping when I was decided that I was going to do much more Bostar, and I tried filming myself uh, like lifting a rock and throwing it like a big heavy rock, and it's just like I'm just such a undefined like mash of flesh and baggy clothing. I was like, I can't fucking trace this. (laughs) um, I don't look anything like Bostar, but. It would be better. And I did um, something with uh, a company called Hattrick where we did um, an episode of a web show which looks back on Bostar as if it was a real TV show. Uh, um, that was the Ashton? Yeah. Unfortunately, a bit of a bad experience because I thought I'd have much longer to do it. And literally, they phoned me up one day and said, we need it in like three days. So I could not do that. I wanted to put so much stuff in. Like I wanted to have a cool, like long intro. And I had this really funny script. And I just had to scrap it all. And I literally did like a minute of footage because I just didn't have enough time. But um, I... Uh, 
they I said like what are we going to do to make the show look a little bit older and they said we're going to um, put it onto VHS and then rip it back from the VHS back onto an AVI and it'll look like it's been taped off the TV and um, I was really excited and I thought oh that'll look really great and they didn't do that at all oh. um, but my friend but, but Ashen the guy that um, pre- presents Ashen's Tech Dump did that recently on on a project and it looks it looks amazing it looks so much I mean it just it's VHS quality and I'd love to do that if I ever do something that's supposed to be from the 80s again I'd love to use that trick because it it gives it a real visual kind of quality that is just you, it's brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, Neil will appreciate that. Neil is a lover of the '80s. Yeah, uh-huh. so am I. It's uh, not as much as Neil, though. Neil is, uh, yeah. you know. Well, not I'm not a big lover of VHS, but I do I do appreciate the sentiment of uh, of being totally retro like that, just making it look like. Bad. Yeah, I mean, oh. if the idea is it's supposed to be crude, I think that kind of works. Yeah. Um, like Starbarians is very '80s inspired. It's kind of a cross between heavy metal and and. Uh, I don't know, like, uh, do you know the bang, band Sieg Sieg Sputnik? No. no. Okay, they're kind of supposed to look like members of this crazy 80s band, but just look really awesome. But um, I, even though that's 80s inspired, I wouldn't want to <laughs> wouldn't make it look like it was ripped from a VHS. Yeah, the Starbarians is another one that had a great gag ending. It, but that's pretty much all, all I could afford. Um, it took so long to animate that, that 30 seconds or so. It was like a month, month maybe. Were you actually going to have them fight the monster then? Oh no, no, that was never the idea. No, the, the, <laughs> they're, they're just complete pigs that just uh, take uh, from women, and, and they're complete assholes. But um, it, it would have been much nicer to do like a huge kind of uh, a big, like long six-minute thing. Uh, my my final university film, and I flunked. I dropped out of university actually, um, and I, I never graduated. But um, my my final film was Starbarians, and it was six minutes long, and I had this huge animatic of them going on this adventure and just I, I went to a very liberal arty co- uh, university that was full of these like women that you know smelled of hemp and kind of wore like uh, they were just all hippies and they were very very uh, forward thinking and very liberal and I just brought them this like horrible grotesque cartoon full of chauvinistic <laughs> images and gore and they hated it they really hated it um, the opening shot is uh, Kilgar who's one of the Starbarians it's a close up of him uh, his mouth like chewing chicken and he's just eating this big greasy chicken and it zooms out and this, he's got a huge plate of chicken it's just balanced on the back of a naked woman who he's just fucking while he eats off of her back um, <laughs> <laughs> they did not like you should have known Harry I know good job sir <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you knew didn't you you knew that you were asking for it <laughs> the, the, the story um, in that episode which I, I, I will revisit one day is they visit a planet where there's a giant mon- monster that, um, that eats boobs oh, and sorry. uh the whole population is female, so they're helpless against this monster that eats tits. And so the Starbarians help them out uh, by not helping them out at all. It's you know, but I, I, I'm not a chauvinist. I, I I love women. I just it's funny. You know, I think it's funny to do stuff that's completely grotesque. But uh, I should probably shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we we understand. We understand, right, Neil? Yes. And uh, like like. Uh... Like everything, you know, you do a really good, you do really good animated women as well. Thanks. Um, they, they can be a little bit, they're, they're tough to do. Um, I tend to make them look kind of like how I want, 
how I want women to look. That sounds so fucking awful. How I like women to look, which might not appeal to everyone. Like, I draw with these big lips and these kind of crazy hairstyles and stuff. But, um, it's, I, a, I can, sorry. It, it's almost an Avery-esque look. It's almost a Tex Avery-esque look. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, um... Yeah, I, I kind of think that it's every artist's right. If he's going to draw women in some sort of comic book setting, he gets a you know this is your opportunity to draw them exactly how how you would you would have them look if you were some sort of horrible controller of the world, and um and if other people are offended by that, then you know whatever they can go and draw their own cartoons. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun to draw chicks actually. There's there's there there's some things. Animation is such a horrible, laborious kind of thing to do. As, as as much as I love the results of it, it does take a lot of time and a lot of work. There are some things that you can put into a project that I think will really keep your interest peaked. Um, I think that big, heart, like curvaceous, half naked women, um, all greased up and flopping around, is one of those things that you can put into it. And I think that um, just stupid monsters getting hacked up are kind of fun to draw too. That was really the the driving force behind Starbarians. If it was, you know, if it was the Starbarians and they work in like, um, you know, a, a, a like a manufact, you know, something that manu- they work in a place that manufactures toilet paper or something, and I didn't get to draw any of those things, I wouldn't be able to do it. Well, Carl Masick, the guy who uh, created Robotech, said something very similar. He's like, if you're going to have like a bunch, a, a whole legion of like Japanese and Korean guys uh, drawing <laughs> drawing a cartoon for you, you might as well give them something interesting to draw. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> put the boobs on the women and make them fun to draw. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so let's talk about your voice acting because you do all the voice acting in all your work. Um, not when it's clearly a female voice but i don't actually i can't think of any examples now that i've used um i i've definitely worked with them before but either the project wasn't finished or if it was for something else that isn't on my youtube channel but um yeah I, I do most of the voice acting um there are a few examples like um in saturday morning watching the first two voices that you hear of uh ozymandias and babastis are done by two friends of mine but yeah most of it's me so what i like is that that really that really, you know, almost Gary Owens-esque announcer voice. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> like my impression of a of an, an Englishman trying to sound American the only way that he possibly knows how. I guess that's how you put it, but it's it's, it's whenever there's an, an announcer, that voice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's also the, it, well, it's kind of the voice for everything that I do. With <laughs> like, Bostar sounds like that. Stephen the Lesbian sounds a little bit like that. The narrator in Starbarians, that kind of, hey, you, what's going on over there? That kind of that thing. <laughs> that's, that's a great voice. I mean, <laughs> did, did you do the Michael the Terrible vo- boyfriend voice as well? I sure did. He's <laughs> oh going to go and check out his hot girlfriend and, and try not to kill her. So I, I've been fairly quiet. <laughs> the floors of my apartment are very flimsy. but uh, No, this is actually great. I mean, we have, we've had voice actors on the show before. We never really right. asked them to do the voices before, but wow. Uh-huh. I, I always kind of, I've seen a lot of interviews with, with voice actors, and that's kind of all they do, and it seems really yeah. lame. It seems like they don't have a personality. Because, <laughs> like, you know, they're not talking about themselves. They're just doing, you know, Bart Simpson, and then they're doing Millhouse and blah, 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 blah. But um, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, I feel like a fraud if I'm just talking about it and not, you know, because it's oh. one thing you can do in an interview or a, or a podcast. Uh, so, uh so have so what cartoons have you really you know listened to to like get good good idea of vocal range? 
Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I grew up um, watching things like the real Ghostbusters, Thundercats, and the Beetlejuice cartoon were some of my favorite stuff as a kid. And I had a bunch of toys, and I would just try to reenact, you know, scenes from the show or, or try to create my own stories. But I was a stickler for trying to make them sound like they actually came from that universe. And I hated going around my friend's house and, you know, it's, hello, I'm Slimer, I'm going to eat you, um, Winston Zedmore. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like Slimer, that doesn't sound like Winston Zedmore, he's supposed to be a black guy from New York. And <laughs> that's terrible, go away. So I, I, that was always something that kind of bugged me. Um, and uh, I did like, I did a bunch of school plays in college. I was guess, I guess, oh, college, sorry, school. Um, I guess that's what you would call like a drama fag. I think is the is the official name for them. Um, and I like they, it was always it was Bugsy Malone and To Kill a Mockingbird, and um, and they were always American um, stories with American characters, and, and no one could do an American accent. So that I, and I, I really wanted to be good at that. So I guess I practiced too. And growing up around an American, my um my father's partner, not officially my stepmother, but she's been around since I was you know, five, uh, and I'm 20, tw- coming up to 24 now, so I've spent Well, what many- we would call a common-law wife. Okay. Sure. Um, <laughs> and, and my girlfriend is an American now. Oh. Uh, well, she, an American she, accent, an American accent really is, like, a lack of an accent, I think. Well, I think it depends on where you, where you live. You, you tend to not think of your own way of speaking as being with an accent. Well, I lived in Texas for 20 years, and I have no twang. No, you don't sound like you do. I think um, it's, it seems funny, actually, to me that America as a country, especially compared to England, like, is a, it's a huge place. But you go, from, you go from, like, the west side to the east side, pretty much you can understand what people – like, you know, a man from California is going to be able to understand a man from New York. They're not going to be that confused. But if I go up north to the north of England – which is, you know, it's like the size of one of your states. You know, it's even smaller than that. I can't understand what the fuck they're talking about. And they're supposed to be talking English. Are you talking, about, like, are you talking about the Welsh? Oh, the, the, well, I'm actually quite near the Welsh. But uh, oh, even, okay. even the Welsh accent is the difference between uh, where I'm from, and uh, which is um, Wiltshire, which is down the very sort of southwest. Um, the accent between, the, the difference between a, a Wiltshire accent and a Welsh accent is like, huge for me compared to anything between america but i can travel to wales and back in like three hours so that always uh, seems amazing to me I, I guess it's that you guys um i don't know maybe hollywood is sort of to blame like there's, there's so much there's so much hollywood that um people i don't know i don't know what how how the american accent has kind of become well, so well there's actually there's actually like at least 20 American accents I know about. I mean, Neil is a pretty good uh, vocal guy. Can you do some demonstrations for our guest? Uh, I don't. I don't do accents very well. But uh, um, about the only really distinct one that I can think of is the Southern accent, which is specifically down around Mississippi or uh, or Alabama, where where they really they really talk like this. Right. <laughs> well, what about the uh, NASCAR? Well, what about New England accent? Oh, all you have to do is uh, every word that ends in an R, you uh, you drop the R, and every word that doesn't end in an R, you add one. So you eat a pizza while you're driving in your car or something. That's good, chowder. That's yeah. pretty good. We choose See, to go to the moon. Oh, yeah, the JFK accent, which I can do. <laughs> we choose to go to the moon. <laughs> Yo, surf's up, dude. 
I can't do a California accent. What's really funny is when I speak Korean, I'm told I have a terrible accent. <laughs> so I don't speak Korean anymore. Wait, you you speak Korean? I can say hello, ask where the bathroom is, order food, say goodbye, and curse. That's that's all you need, really. Yeah. But um, but you've been told you have a terrible accent in Korean. Yes, I do. And now is is that do you have a bad Korean accent, or that your your natural speaking voice? What oh. are they saying? Are they criticizing your speaking of Korean? Well, well, last time I visited with my mother to Korea, uh, I asked for something, and a member of my family started laughing, and my mom and I asked my mom why she's laughing. My mom says, "Well, you have a terrible accent." Right. Okay. It's a. Uh, it's uh, like a. The, the way to say hello in Korean is a young aseo, and I don't know why I say that's wrong, but I say it a young aseo, and people laugh. I yeah I I mean it's cool that you make the effort actually I think that's 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 pretty good that's more than most people do but uh, I, I don't know it's it's tough I, I I hear my mother speak French occasionally and you know is, instead of je m'appelle Marianne uh, j'habite Angleterre or something like that she, it does come out as you know je m'appelle Marianne j'habite Angleterre <laughs> it just it just sounds like some British woman doing you know speaking French so, I, I don't know it, it's you sounded fine to me but I, uh, I can say my name is cheese in French that's about that's it <laughs> and I can also say my name is cheese in Spanish and that's it ah oh, I can't what is this cheese in Spanish is it um queso queso yeah um yeah um there's some Spanish restaurant around near where I live, and my dad's always going in there and saying, is, is it time for the cheese? And there's some phrase that he uses, like something queso. I don't know. It's Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, the American accent that I always hear is, you know, just the lack of an accent. It's uh, you have a very, yeah. you have a very nice British accent, I must say. It's, uh, it's almost soothing. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's it's probably it's probably a very general accent actually. It's it's quite southern, but um there there's just there's such a variety in, in English accents even to a degree that I can't understand what people are saying if you go far enough uh, far enough up north. Um and it's it's weird sometimes I always wonder what Americans think of us if you introduce someone as being British and they're you know they're speaking in you know in a Scottish accent or they're English and they're speaking like someone from Newcastle and it's all like that man and he's talking like that and he's seeing this and this and this and it's like what like that, that's not how we sound but it is. Well, what, what is. I loved, what I loved was uh, there was a there's a talk show host in America, Craig Ferguson, who's actually Scottish. Yeah, I know that guy. Well, not and, personally, uh, I know him. And when he was uh, when he was on the Drew Carey show, he his character had a very posh accent, and he said the reason he did a really bad posh accent was was revenge for all the uh, British people doing really bad Scottish accents. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, if that's the, the best victory that they can claim, then they can have it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're still Scottish, so. <laughs> but I just thought that was funny. He was probably only the only late night guy around anymore that's worth watching. Yeah, it's it's it is super weird to hear a kind of Scottish guy um, who not only like does the American TV thing, but he he kind of he's very good. It seems at being like an American show host. You know, he doesn't. He I don't. He, I'm always expecting him to say you know Hootsman or Haydenu and pull out some haggis, but he's not. He seems like an American other than his accent. Well, actually, um, there was one episode of the Craig Ferguson show where he actually did a whole episode special with Doctor Who and brought Matt Smith on. Right. And did a whole musical number about Doctor Who. 
well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so he's still got he still got some of that in him. Somewhere. Was he doing it with bagpipes though? Um, no, he was doing it. He was you know he had he did it with dancers, and one of the dancers was wearing a scarf and all that. Oh, okay. It's actually it's actually a pretty funny music number. I might check it out. Although I'm not, I'm not really a fan of Doctor Who, so I, I don't. I would. Well, if it's, there are any kind of references, I wouldn't get it. Uh, it's hit and miss with people here too. Yeah. Okay. No, it's, it's not. It's not like we expect anyone who's British has to be an automatic uh, Doctor Who fan. That's not how it is. I, I don't have anything against it, but I just I, I have not been exposed to a lot of it. Um, and I think you guys do it better. I think the the like TV shows that feel like they should have a big budget usually need a big budget and I, it always seems like a kind of second rate version of you know like um, some great american sci-fi show like you know i really like the next generation but um i'm a big nerd so well we like big nerds on this show oh yeah cool yeah so so harry uh what's uh so harry what one thing i do have to say is you really do use a very nice color palette with your animation it's uh, that's one thing that always detracts is when someone uses like really really bad pastels or they just use the primary as like red yellow green i uh, okay i actually think that's one of my weakest points um i think i'm very literal with my choice of colors i think that you know i'm like the sky has got to be blue and this the flesh has got to be flesh colored and if you watch something by somebody who really knows what they're doing, if you watch like a Disney movie, they'll pick a color palette that is depends more on the emotion of the scene. Um, you know, a human being can be red if they're, you know, and the sky can be purple if they're angry or if it sets the mood off. Um, and I think I could be far more adventurous with my adventurous with my color palette. But uh, thanks, I, I, I don't, I do. It's you know, it's not something that I stress over. But uh, thank you. Yeah, it's a uh, well. One example you just reminded me of was uh, there was an old Goofy short Neil and I watched together with uh, where the sky was yellow. Yeah, yeah, that was that was rather interesting. That was the one from the '60s, Neil. Yeah, I believe so. You know what? A lot of cartoons nowadays don't really do that anymore, and I kind of I kind of miss that. <laughs> Samuel was, Jack did it did it well. Yeah, I was watching uh, 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 an old uh, Chuck Jones short a couple weeks ago. It's uh, it was based on Pogo Possum, the old uh, uh, comic strip, and I was looking at the trees in the sky, and nothing was colored the way you would think it'd be colored. There were like blue trees, and like the sky was like maybe I don't know olive green or something, and right. it was like all this all this really abstract stuff that you really don't notice, but it really it really sets the the mood of the scene, and nobody does that anymore. I uh, I watched uh, Pocahontas the other day, and not, I, I hate that film completely, but <laughs> but one thing you can say is that, yeah, the, the color palette is really different and clever, and, and there are things, times that, you know, that, where there are characters that are purple, and they're against the yellow sky, and it's it's weird. Um, I'd like to do that more, but... Um, there's one, there's one, there's one classic Disney animation technique that Neil would really like to see brought back. It's the one where you know there was a ten-year period. Higher women? No. <laughs> where it's a ten-year period where Disney was using the the uh, prototype Xerox machines to hasten in between times, and they mm-hmm. had like a really sketchy look. Mm-hmm. And that's when like Neil. In um, hundred and one Dalmatians. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Neil wants to see that again. Do you think you could actually like possibly experiment with that sometime? Well, unfortunately, I'd have to be. Um, I'd have to be trying to uh, replicate it. Yeah. Because that's not how I work. Because I don't use an actual pencil, 
Mm. Um, I'd be trying to impersonate the look. I wouldn't be able to actually do it because there's no paper or Xeroxing involved in my workflow. Um, it's, an, it's a nice look, but um, I'm very... I think artistically, I, I'm very, uh, to very figurative, and I don't, I don't, I tend to like things to be clean and neat, and that's why I do. Um, that's why you know I, I very rarely do kind of impressionistic abstract backgrounds. I tend to put in quite a bit of detail, just because I like things to look like how they're supposed to look, and I feel that'd kind of be, I don't know. That's why I like to do clean artwork, a uh, clean line work. Sorry. Right. Plus, right. it's it's a lot more time consuming to replicate. What was essentially a limitation caused yeah. by er- earlier technology. Yeah, it still looks nice. Yeah, it was a very cool effect. I, I just, I really miss it. <laughs> Neil would like you to replicate a live-action film from, you know, <laughs> from the 1960s, which was done on the cheap in animation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, Harry. It was great to have you on. We'd like to have you on again sometime soon. Maybe we'll have a panel about the, where we get different animators on, and we definitely want you on if we do that. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, and please let me know the minute that the show is up, th- and I can, you know, make sure that my grandmother listens to it and hears what I have to say about Chris Chan. <laughs> Does she know? Oh, she's a huge fan. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> All right, uh, this is Ben. Jeez, Mr. Neil. <laughs> and I was Harry Potter, and I still am. All right, good, good night. Thank you. Take you. Bye bye. Bye. Emerging from the dark humor that was the Beast Unleashed podcast, Steve Megatron, TF2 and Mike, and Pecan Court Michael move on to Transformers Animated coming June 26, 2011, Transformation Animation Podcast. 15 podcast episodes covering all three seasons of Transformers Animated and the awesome toy line as well. We will also have cast and crew interviews, so get tapped this summer with the Geekcast Radio Network's next Transformers Franchise Podcast, Transformation Animation Podcast. Decepticons, transform and rise up! Hi, I'm Harry Partridge and I'm dropping by to let you know that from now on all of my animations will be made with GoAnimate, an easy-to-use program for producing animation quickly and efficiently with top-notch results. Gone are the days of having to painstaking... No, you fucking don't! Actual animation will never be replaced by this drag-and-drop shit that limits people's capacities to use their own imaginations. Tell me, does Go Animate have a canned animation where your character's left arm can transform into a gay lobster who's excited for the upcoming Captain America film? The red skull looks awesome! Oh, and the costume looks super sweet. Too. I didn't think so. Machine, he comes out and he's super buff, and Chris Evans looks super hot in it. He's shit and should stop acting in everything. Oh, shut up, you two. My axles. And...